we alive. Welcome to the Simon Christie Show. Good morning world. It is 10 a.m. here in the sunny Northland of New Zealand. And just a few moments ago I put my chair leg on Simon's foot, so he's constantly in pain right now. Currently in pain. I'm all good. Good morning everyone. Morning. Um, for those of you that have never tuned in before, welcome. And um, for those of you that don't have a clue who we are, my name is Simon Drake <laughs> and my wife Christy. Hey. And um, we're okay. the senior leaders of Renew Church in Northland, New Zealand. And it's been raining like for nine, ten days. Huge yeah, flooding crazy. Um, last Friday. And I think this is the first tiny bit of sun we've had for a long time so it's really nice to see the sun out yeah but these are our live chats we haven't actually done them for a while i think it's been three or four weeks but just every couple of weeks it started in lockdown but we've kept it going doing our live chats just to keep in touch um with you guys maybe answer some of your questions thank you for those that send in questions and feel free to chuck them up today if you're watching this live so we can answer your live chat questions but it's been really good just for people to get to know us and us to get to know you guys and for us to have a ramble um, yep. together. We're a little bit crazy, so excuse that. And we've um, swapped our phones around this morning. Yeah. Usually I do the Facebook one, but So Christy if you're is. watching us on Facebook Live, I apologize for the lighting. It's a bit weird. But the cool thing is we've actually got the podcast happening. So after this, it'll be uploaded. And whatever you listen to, whether you listen to, um, I don't know, all the podcasts, it's pretty much on now, eh? Like Spotify. All the platforms. Platforms, that's it. We are on every pod podcast in the world. No, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> just excuse my weird, techy lack of knowledge. But yeah, so good to have you with us today. We've got some questions we're going to answer and have some chats, so it'll be good. So what are the questions? How are you guys? Let us know how you're going. So first, we're just going to talk about what we've been doing lately, and then we'll answer some of your questions. Okay. So lately, what have we been doing, Simon? We've just come back from holiday. Oh yes, um, so good. So we had just over a week on holiday, which we went up north for a couple of days without kids, which was amazing. Woo! And um, thanks to our eldest son and his wife for babysitting. The rest of the time, I did sanding, which I hate trying to get. I feel all sorry for you. You look so like. Oh, Dusty. Yeah, even with the gas, ma uh, gas mask, a face mask on, um, yeah, I always wake up the next morning feeling like I've got a flu, so obviously the it's, it's not good. It's cool though, because you've been painting our hallways system. and they're yep. looking good. Yeah, we had an awesome time up in Pai here. Um, I, was think I was thinking while we were up there, like, oh, this poor little tourist town, how are they coping um, post-COVID? But it was packed. I think a lot of Kiwis are travelling up north for holidays, and like a lot of the motels were booked out yeah, so it was yeah. cool really awesome to see Kiwis awesome traveling there. throughout New Zealand and supporting local yeah I look really old on Instagram sorry everyone. <laughs> and we look real pale on Facebook um <laughs> sanding is the worst said Claire yes it is oh, it's horrible man. my dad used to sand for a job and mum said he came home covered like just white and would drink a whole bottle of milk because it you get all like dusty, yeah eh? it can't be good for your health eh honestly yeah but also our daughter got her learner's license, so that's a big thing in our house. That's our third child that I've done driving training with. Simon does not teach any of our kids to drive. That's my portfolio. I just get too stressed out, and yeah. then I stress them out. Yeah, so good. they're all like happy for me to take them. <laughs> but I that's must... been fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
It must be like a control thing or something. I don't know because it's well, like, you're horrible I with hard no driving. Control. You're like, Chrissy, watch out, Chrissy, watch out, and I'm like, I can see there's a person there. <laughs> so yeah, there's yeah. a reason for that. I'm doing the driving training with them or whatever. Yeah. Um, and another crazy thing that happened over the last few weeks is we, when we installed our kitchen into our house, we had bought a second-hand kitchen, so. We did it up, like we installed it, we had some issues, eh? It was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, like thick, broken granite tops and things like that. But we had a second-hand oven that came with it that we kept, and we're like, yep, pretty good, Nick, let's just keep that. And um, But it's just been worse over the last couple of years. Things have been... I just... I love baking, but now I hate it. It was a second-hand... It was a real good oven, but it was second, an older old, oven. Yeah. Um, so we finally saved time. up enough and we thought, let's get a new oven. So we had a nice new oven installed, eh? Yeah, but the so problem excited. is that I'm a deal hunter and I shouldn't have, I should have looked at the reviews of the place I bought it from. All right oven, but the place I bought it from is not that great, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, we're in the middle of working that through. We were on our first cycle of yeah, when you Breaking install an oven, you have to follow the instructions and you heat it up and you do certain things. So we were doing that while we were watching a family movie. So excited because I had big plans with my daughters to like um, bake over the holidays. Watching a massive movie. Smash we in heard the, this in the kitchen. massive smash. It was terrifying. And the inside of the whole door completely had smashed. Shattered. Gone glass. everywhere. The oven door was still closed and there was still the oven glass on the outside, but all the shattered glass from the inside of the door had come, come out through, through the everything. air vents. Anyway, <gasps> um, and apparently guys. it does happen when the oven has been hit in transit, Yeah. so we've learnt. Boom, Nick said, but, um, absolutely, it was boom. It was so scary. Phone the shop we got it from and they said that it's going to be at least a month till we get another one in and man, I don't know. It's caused me some stress, hasn't it? I've been like having it's to think ministry. No, it's not. fry pan and microwave dinners for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bake, I can't do anything with the oven. Anyway, yeah. first world problems. It <laughs> it's is. been alright. So we've been ovenless it. for almost a month now. Yeah, and, and refusing to, the well, day trying to refuse to, to, for it to get me down. Hopefully we can get it the door replaced. Anyway, that's been our life lately, so yeah, yeah fun times. My latest phase, everyone, for those Ooh, of you that know phase. that I've got a different hobby every month. I'm Your last one was? Oh, I don't know, I can't even remember. Ants been and so then many. blogging? Um, I'm into, I'm, I'm building a retro gaming unit again. I've already got one, but I'm sort of doing another one. And I discovered there's a little mini computer out called Raspberry Pis. I should have grabbed it for you, but it's honestly like that big. It's not something you eat. It's really powerful <laughs> and it's just awesome, so I'm doing like yeah real rudimentary basic programming so you're now stuff. into gaming that's your latest phase we need to do a session on just all of your phases for yeah. one of our shows it'd be so funny massive hi to kevin morrissey so good to have you watching kevin you're and amazing jackson, jackson, hey, jackson. and um yeah we'll get into the questions remember you can ask us or reply to what we're talking about while we're we're chatting so it'd be so cool to hear your feedback um claire thinks that your raspberry pi is cool it's like one person. Thanks, Claire. Cool. You're awesome. So first question we got from you guys was, how was your house in the flood? Yes. So we had a, like they're saying, one in, one, one in 500 year flood here in Northland um, last Friday. Some parts of the rest of New Zealand got it, eh? Not as bad as that, I don't think. But Northland was hit hard. Anyway, we were at Christy's mum and dad's for tea, so we were driving home, and we, I don't know, a fellow we almost never got <laughs> we home. We were driving home I don't know, somewhere in my... My life, some I thought someone had given me the advice: if you're ever in like if this flood, just drive faster. It's just stupid. and I don't know why. Maybe it's because if 
you get through it fast but enough. But you have your accidents. Conk out. You like crash. Maybe a, like a car's pushing away the water. I have no idea. Anyway, I was thinking, okay, we've got to go home fast. It wasn't driving ridiculously dangerous, but it was. It was. Pretty, I wasn't, but it, it was, was really fast scary. and scary. Like we were driving down Bank Street in Whangarei Central, and there was just water on each side. You could see it's time to go in shops. There was fire trucks out. There were cars. My kids were driving home in two other cars, and we were in touch with them, and they saw a smoking car and. It was, it was yeah. scary. People had at, flooding. At the bottom of Manu Hill, there Shops was like debris flooded. all across the roads. So like yeah. rocks and tree so trunks. It's pretty bad. Stuff. We know of a few friends that have had some real bad scenarios. But regarding the question, how was your house? Our house was actually really good. Some of you might remember we used to live in our old house on Riverside. We had major flooding there, like like washing away things. Like it was scary, eh? It was like torrents. That was several years ago. That was several years ago. So it would have been Yeah. Really but we actually were good. We're up on a hill and we'd had a dude come and look at a leak in our roof recently, so we were fine. Yeah. But yeah. Church had a bit of flooding, but not in the auditorium I just around um, the property. It was close though, given another twenty or so yeah. centimetres it would have come. But how are you guys in the flood? Let us know if you had any flooding or what happened. Um, we know some of our neighbours and friends had flooding, which was really tough. But yeah, it was sort of scary and exciting. Crazy though. People are still clearing roads. So that's answer that question. Really interesting question we got asked. What would you do if you weren't pastors? That's a really good question. And it's a tough question to answer because I've never really had a fallback plan. Because uh, some people say, oh, you know, you need a fallback plan in case it doesn't work out in ministry. And um, I had a few sort of labouring jobs and stuff. You've had like a million. That would be before, another. That would be another talk show topic. Before we into Bible college, but yeah, I really never have had, never thought, you know, I'd really love to do this. Although. So when um, you were at school, you didn't know what you wanted to do. No. Nah. It was really hard. And plus, yeah, it's it's hard to explain the call of, to ministry to someone who's who hasn't got it. But it's just this. God calls you to do a certain thing and it's like you can't really get it. You can run from it like Jonah, but you can never really run away from it. So there hasn't really been a, for us anyway, so we, we're here for long term. Others that real call to um, nursing or that real call to... Yeah. So all that aside, um, I just, I've always loved building. I've always loved creating. I've always loved, you know, restoring. So um, if I was to, you know, if... If you weren't a pastor? If I wasn't a pastor, maybe buying houses, doing them up, selling them off. That's sort of our side hobby, eh? That yeah. we like doing. But not but, sanding. But not sanding. <laughs> <laughs> For me, what would I do if I wasn't pastoring? That's a really tough question. Because when you're doing something that you know you're called to, it's hard to think about others. But for a while there, when um, I was at home with young kids, and we're still doing youth work, I really loved... Um, I was selling softies and stuff online. I loved that creative aspect. I think maybe my dream would be to have a little shop with with really cool quirky stuff to sell, or I love doing up places with you, not the sanding bits. I did wonder whether I wanted Interior to be a design. teacher when I was younger and was looking into doing teaching, but I didn't pursue that. And my kids since are like, "Mom, you would have been such a good teacher," but you could do modelling. What <laughs> hand modelling? <laughs> <laughs> this is my pottery mug. Do you like my hands? Modeling. <laughs> Have you ever done modeling? No. Although I tried to get into <gasps> the Lord of the Rings extra. Wait, but you did hairdressing modeling, didn't you? No. Well, why did you have a mullet and frosted and permed hair? It was because it was the early nineties. <laughs> but I could. I didn't. I was declined from 
the Lord of the Rings thing. I think it's because you had to be in Auckland and you had to be on call pretty much all the time. But that would have been awesome, being an extra, being like the, the 500th orc to the right in a big crowd scene. Morning to my sister Robin, and then Monique said you could be a professional wallpaper stripper. <laughs> it's a good thing that word wallpaper's in there. <laughs> I hate wallpaper stripping, but I've been doing that in my break. <laughs> what would you do if you're not fast? Oh, wallpaper stripping. Okay, what do you do on holiday? What do we do for holidays? We aren't Let's camping. rephrase that. What do introverts do on holidays? They just stay inside. Honestly, a lot of our friends, they go away and they camp somewhere with tents and stuff. And honestly, it just seems like more work. That's how that. I grew up, though. Actually, that's how I grew up. We've got a really funny story about that. I grew up camping with my parents every Christmas. My mum and dad and brother would go up to Taiporapura in Cape Prianga. I love it up there. We'd take the tent, we'd stay a week or two. It was the best memories ever. Then as we got a bit older, they were able to go to someone's batch that we stayed at. And you came, when we like got engaged and stuff, you started coming up to the batch. Batches are awesome. You like batches, eh? Yep. And now we do bat, like a beach house of my aunties sometimes at the family, which is amazing. Thank you, Aunty Bob and Uncle Anthony. But I wanted Simon when I was pregnant with Jaisha. We were early married and I was pregnant with Jaisha and... I wanted Simon to experience my childhood camping feels. And um, we went up to Cape Branga one summer. It was the worst camping trip ever for you, wasn't it? So the first day I got ridiculously sunburnt, like the worst ever. Now you're setting up the tent, you don't really think about putting sunscreen on. It was like the apocalypse of mosquitoes there. Was, <laughs> I don't know. We were sort of camping by the river. But um, went surfing that evening and I, I honestly think I got knocked out by my board or concussed or something. So... I was close to shore at that time, and I just got whacked. The next thing I remember, I was like in the in the shallows, basically on the beach, and I I think I blacked out. Anyway, I had the ridiculous headache for the rest of that time. I think I had concussion, but who knows? You were a mess. We counted about uh, was it ten or twelve accidents that happened to you? Cut things, you fell over things, you I was probably knocked yourself That's out. Why? So honestly, guys, I don't think someone will ever go camping again. My kids are like, oh, we've missed out on going up camping. It was hot too. It was like we were in this little tiniest tent. <laughs> that like was the worst. We need a, a kid's tent from Kmart or something. We need to go camping and have a nice experience for you. Anyway, it was yeah. terrible. So we don't go camping. What do we do for holidays? We normally will stay home and be introverts or do day trips or we'll stay at my auntie's beach house. But we went away this time just us, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. But we're not big campers. I just like the fact that even if I'm still at home, fears. when there's no appointments, you just don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, you can just do it. Yeah. When you're I like at home. Like even like we're on holiday and we're at home. I like being away because when you're at home, I feel like I have to do stuff. Where anyone else relates, but yeah, I yeah. like to get away. That's weird. You anyway, like we would just stuff. ask a question: Have you ever had a midlife crisis? I think you have one all the time with your hobbies. <laughs> Have you ever had a midlife crisis? Sorry, I just saw an eyebrow on your eyebrow. A hairy, a hairy eyebrow. Um, I don't know. What is a midlife crisis? I think what it's is like wondering what am I doing right now. You do reach a point in your life. I think when you're younger, you have all these dreams and all these aspirations. And then sometimes you get to a point in your life where you're like, whoa, like this is life. Maybe yeah, it hasn't yeah. quite turned out how you thought or maybe it's different. And I think it can. I think most people go through that. Yeah. That's when some people buy flash boats or motorbikes or <laughs> leave their wives or husbands. And yeah, it can be like, oh my gosh, I don't like my life. I think a lot of people do go through that. So maybe every hobby phase I go through is like a I think it is crisis. a mini midlife crisis, but yeah. Um, I know that people, yeah, 
they say that when you're a kid, you have all these uh, huge dreams. Like for me, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be, you know, Indiana Jones. I wanted to be an artist. And then that sort of funnel gets ever decreasing as you get older. Find yourself sitting in an office, nine to five, and like, <laughs> yeah, is this with life? With a huge mortgage. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I think people can sort of have a bit of a mini breakdown over that. I think too when your life suddenly changes. So like, say mums that have been working, uh, women that have been working, maybe they become mums and they're at home. Or maybe all your kids leave home and you were so much, your identity was, I love motherhood. Or maybe, yeah, just a change. Like you're older, all your kids leave home, no one's there. Or just different phases in life, you can be like, whoa, life has suddenly changed. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. Or life is, it's true, eh? It can happen. Maybe we should do a series on talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Get some wisdom I got a, a sermon that I did a few weeks ago, being the hero of someone else's life, is, is really, I think, was a breakthrough for me. Um, did you do that as a sermon? What was it yeah, called? Yeah. It's like, for example, The Hobbit or whatever, and Bilbo is like the, the, the hero, but Gandalf was, was like the mentor, and Gandalf's success was in seeing Bilbo succeed. So instead of thinking of yourself as the Bilbo or the Frodo or the you know the, the main hero, see yourself as a mentor to see someone else succeed. That's it's, pretty cool. It was a real breakthrough in my so life. So maybe if you're struggling with knowing what your purpose in life is, find someone else that you can help mentor and encourage them and their purpose. Maybe that is your purpose and you didn't know it. Yeah. But that's so, so many good questions. What is your five-year goal, someone said? Um, uh, it depends on what. If it's family, if it's, if it's ministry... Well, I want to finish this house in five years. I hope you're going to finish it in like one well, year. Well, inside and outside. <laughs> <laughs> we were meant to finish it in two years you, or something. You have your dream as low expectations. So you've got a goal for here, a goal. What's your goal in your marriage in five years? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you not been... to have killed me? <laughs> <laughs> Just a That's a really good goal. Um, I'll try and keep m- that. Ministry-wise, you know, we, we always want to, I guess... Growth is a huge one, but not not growth for, for increases sake to, to be more of an impact to the community. Is yeah, a huge see one. people being healthily yeah. discipled and stuff. I think it is good to have goals. Some people are really goal focused. I don't know if I am, but then you can if you don't have goals, you can just go through life and get to the end and think, oh, what have I even done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone said, when do you clean out your doilies? Have and another kid. Have another Mate, kid. We're going to have grandkids hopefully sometime. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> We can't no have pressure. any more kids. No pressure, kids. <laughs> have another kid if you've got a midlife crisis. That's a great idea. Um, <laughs> this is going off the Another. Oh, guys. how do you deal with discouragement? Which is... Oh, that's a really good a one. A good question. And, and we made that to, one of our topics yeah. for today, like dealing with discouragement. Do you deal with discouragement regularly? Yes. And as far as pastoring and ministry goes, they reckon at any given time, three out of four pastors actually want to give up because they're so discouraged so um that that's that's a bit depressing. of depressing yeah it is it's, it's a it's another yeah we both so yeah discouragement deal with discouragement a lot um and to be honest i think most people in life deal with discouragement if you haven't ever dealt with discouragement maybe you're not being honest with yourself i think dealing with discouragement is something that everyone goes through um, so we're just going to talk a little about about discouragement for a minute. But someone said five year marriage goal is five kids. No, wow, maybe for you. Um, <laughs> there's so many people in the Bible that went, so many great men and women of God that went through huge discouragement. Yeah. And um, just got a couple here. Job in Job chapter seven it says this: I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my few remaining days. That's so sad. And there's so many, but here's another one from Jeremiah the prophet. 
in verse in chapter 20, I cursed the day I was born. May no one celebrate the day of my birth. I cursed the messenger who told my father, good news, you have a son. Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, Aww. and shame. So there's so many, and yeah, discouragement yeah. is huge. And I heard, oh, there's a book that you've just read, and just I read finished it, it called Leadership Pain. Yeah. And they say that to the degree that we can actually survive through pain and discouragement will be the, the level that we succeed as, as leaders. Yeah. So we've got to get used to the fact that discouragement is, is just a part of you know, we're just going to go through Not time. just for leaders, every person, I think. You need to realize that you'll go through discouragement, eh? Yeah. So just really quickly, some four points. I usually have about 100, but four points is, is quite quite a quite a good thing. Um, get God. Um, I don't know how people can survive discouragement without having God that, that's yeah. right there. So get God. Um, get into worship. Get into prayer. Um, get into the Word of God. So important. Number two, get help whatever yeah. you do please get help spiritual help practical help professional help if necessary that's why i think church and the blessing of a, a, a church community is so so important because you have um a group of people that are watching out for you that they can carry your load with you i think that's my main key is like it's so easy when you feel discouraged to isolate or think that your world is so true and when you actually talk to someone else like a friend or a spouse or someone at church or wherever workmate you actually their feedback helps you get true context yeah, and you realize right. actually well my life isn't as bad or i'm not a so much of a failure i'm actually doing okay yeah so if you're really in deep discouragement like flick someone a text take someone out for coffee just get a better perspective yeah. on life you don't see clearly when you're in discouragement you don't yeah. and so many people that struggle even like to the point of suicide it's just like their view of themselves and their world is so not what the truth is but when you get so isolated and alone so even if you're an introvert keep around people they really help us have good perspective get god get help get healthy so sleep exercise and diet they do reckon that good exercise is better than so any medication yeah um, and i know for myself if those three are good and healthy sleep exercise and diet then you know i, I can handle a Absolutely. Lot, lot more if you're not a things. fitness freak, just go for walks. You got just it. get it. It's a, like an actual, yeah. And lastly, get going. Is a, a leading psychologist. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but they asked him, what is the best thing to do if you're discouraged, if you're depressed? And, and he said to the surprise of everyone, go out, do yeah. something, help someone else. That's so and, true. Um, because, yeah, you just get so introspective when you're discouraged. But, yeah, going out and helping someone else. Again, it's the blessing of church. <coughs> Yeah, we actually talked about this at my connect group last night. Crafty girls, shout out. Um, <laughs> so embarrassed myself all the time. But we looked at when you're feeling empty. And we read this cool article. This lady said when you feel empty, it's so easy to just almost put the lid on it and like sit there with your emptiness. But actually when you give out of your emptiness, not like having no boundaries or overdoing stuff, but just like maybe an encouragement to someone ringing someone up, doing something is a blessing, it really does refill you. Mm. And I love that it almost goes against what you think you should do. That psychologist saying when you're feeling low and depressed, finding someone else. Yeah, so yeah. I've been like that. I've had days where I am so discouraged or so low or so down on myself. And I've just texted someone and said, hey, thinking of you, just want to let you know this or you're amazing or encourage them. And man, it's been so good because... Every time it's worked too, out of out of that dark time, they've maybe texted back and we've had a bit of human contact with someone and it's just, it's lifted my spirit. So 
if you're struggling with discouragement right now, can I encourage you to hang in there? You will get through this, but the longer you leave it without doing something, it can turn from a day to a week to a month to years of discouragement. You actually need to start not wallowing a day. Like yeah. actually reach out, like those points you said, get God, get help. Yeah. So do something now and message us if you want us to pray with you, encourage you. Because man, we you know what it's like. We battle with it regularly. Discouragement. Yeah. And it's challenging in the social media world because everyone puts their best yeah. camera roll or their successes online. I do that. Online. I just put the good stuff online. Um, <laughs> and just because you know you're with yourself for the whole lot, you know your life, you know your downs, you know your struggles. Yeah. It's like, and you compare your worst with everyone else's best. Real. And it can yeah. just you can just put yourself in a big hole, eh? So just be aware of that. One last thing about discouragement: we have all got the power to encourage people. Yeah. To literally give courage. Absolutely. To people, and, and you can do that with a text, a prayer, just a kind word, thinking about someone. Um, and I'm trying to get into the habit of that more when I'm thinking someone's on my mind I'll just quickly message them it's so yeah. easy to do um, and, and again it's one of the pluses of social media or the you know the connected world just just say hey I'm thinking about you and be sincere with that just give them a, you know a sincere quick prayer or say hi just um, let people know that they're yeah. on your mind day eh? it's really really powerful and the Holy Spirit will do that quite Absolutely. often uh, it's not any accident that all of a sudden you're thinking about someone and how they're going so yeah and the depth of your darkness and pain you can still be used to be a major encouragement to others so yeah you guys are amazing if you're struggling with discouragement or you do regularly you can get through this yeah. just um i've got a couple of good messages i've done on it over so let us know message us or something and i can flick you through the i don't think anyone's immune to it too it's learning to handle it a eh? and because man we still get better with it sometimes you wake up under a blanket or yeah, there was a day a few weeks ago man when both of us was a so after, after sunday service and the sunday service was pretty good but we just we just got hit. just little things add up yeah. eh? so there's a spiritual element to it as well yeah um you can do it guys but I we've, we've been any... speaking for like over 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I think we've got through all our questions for this week. But if you've thought of a topic you'd love us to chat about or weird questions, like maybe you'd like to ask Simon about his uh, different careers he's had in the past or his hobbies, you know, send those through to us. <laughs> Just what's happening in our church life for the next few days. We've got business breakfast at 7 a.m. this Saturday. with uh, We've got an amazing gelato shop. Called yeah, Boo in the city. It is amazing. You, you come to Whangarei, check it uh, and out. Visit it if you come here. Um, but Chris, I love that they're open till night, like nine till to nine. Night. Till night, like nothing's open in Whangarei at night, but they are. Like it's you can open till night. <laughs> they're open till night. That could be the new they're phrase. Open till lunchtime. They're open till night. Anyway, <laughs> you can go and get Chris a is going to be speaking at the business breakfast at church, renewed church this Sunday. Yeah. Um, Please let us know or message the, uh, the church because we need to have an RSVP for that. It's 10 bucks for breakfast yeah. and you get to hear him Honestly, talk. mentoring and ideas from someone who's um, really successful in the business world. we just read a comment. We're finishing up our worship series this Sunday. Yes. So 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So that's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, church Jason, is amazing. Jason Vanderholz cool. is going to be leading us in worship. After the message, it's going to be a big party. We've had so some cool feedback from last week's worship great. series. People really experiencing God and being impacted. Um, if you're a mum and you come to a new church, if you're a parent, sorry, you might be a dad, but um, just to let you know, we are starting a new thing where you check in your kids' church aged kids and check them out. So you can do that before the service and then bring them in for worship and then they can leave and then you pick them up at the end. So we'll remind you at church, but just a heads up now that check your kids in before you enter with them for worship and um, check them out after. Yeah. Just safety. 
we are working on our live stream at the moment behind the scenes so we aren't going to have live stream this sunday but you're more than welcome to come in person yeah no live stream this week but come along someone said donna remember the mcdonald's days simon you guys worked on mcdonald's together i, I forgot about I try that to forget the McDonald's simon days, was like donna. spongebob he flipped hamburgers you yeah. try to forget those days I was there for like three years. That's when I used to come and buy an ice cream on my morning tea break or lunch break just to see you. Yeah. Anyway, that's another, another story for another time. I would love to pray for you guys, especially if you're um, discouraged right now. Um, our God, Jesus loves you. And, you know, even I, we're, we're believing right now he's going to touch your life. So, Lord, I just want to thank you for this time. Lord, I want to thank you that even though we have ups and downs in life, we can trust and we can put our hope in you, Lord. There's always light at the end of the tunnel with you. So, Lord, anyone who's going through depression, discouragement, Lord, right now, I pray in Jesus' name, powerfully and tangibly, give them courage. Lord, I just want to thank you that there is always light. And I pray that, Lord, even in those times when we can have distorted reality, give us, Lord, uh, your reality that you love us, um, that you've got a future and a hope for us, and there is always hope. Don't give up, people. Jesus loves you. We love you. Yeah. Stay safe. Have an amazing Friday. It's Friday. Yay. See ya. See you later.